This week, I went to the Cake and Bake Show. Yes, Gloomfree Angela went to the Cake and Bake Show and I got lots of inspiration. Lots and lots of inspiration. And today's podcast is all about what I found there. Some lovely treats, actually. I was really, really encouraged by some. And then, as usual, I won't say disappointed, but just the usual from others. I'm Angela from Gluten-Free Angela, and this is my experience of the Cake and Bake Show. So Friday, we went down to Excel, and I have to say, this place is absolutely amazing. It's huge. All the parking is underground. The parking's £20 for the day. So if there's a few of you, then that's fine. There was just the two of us. I was so, so lucky to be driven there. It's absolutely fabulous. So I went with my wonderful friend, Robert, and we had a fabulous day. So the first thing that I will say is we're still coming out of this whole COVID thing, aren't we? We're in October 22. And it's really strange going to all these events because they're not as busy as they used to be. There's a lot of companies that are not going to these shows as well because it is so expensive for them. So for every single one who went there, huge, huge, huge thank you. And I did get inspired. And I went, you know, I went there for a day out. But I also had a secondary reason because I've got an interesting cake to make actually this week and did get some incredible inspiration from there. But about the the show. So first of all, what I would say is they had some great places that I've decided I am actually going to buy future stuff from. So the first thing as I got in there was that there was this huge, huge, huge stand and it said gluten-free donuts. So I was just, where can I get the gluten-free donuts from? So that was it. It had my interest. And I would say that if you're doing a show, if you're doing an event, try and get something, you know, those those stands, those pull-up stands that are about a metre and a half tall, they're incredible because I'd seen that. I'd spotted the gluten-free, baked, donuts. I wanted these donuts. So anyway, we started to walk around. And the one thing I wanted, I wanted some form of jewels. If you do any cake decorating yourself, you can use this it's isomalt that you can make sort of diamonds and things like that. But I tend to just buy them. I, I get them from people who've already made these jelly things that look like diamonds and stick them on the sides of cakes because, let's face it, little girls and little boys love things that shine. And I made a cake recently, a birthday cake, and it had little red diamonds all around the outside. And my niece and nephew just went mad and picked them all off and ate them. And I thought, oh, right, right. so the next cake I make, I need these. So as I was, this was what was in my mind the whole time I was walking around the event, which I want these little jelly diamonds. Couldn't find any anywhere. Hey, doesn't matter. I know where to order them anyway. Hopefully they've still got some in stock. So we were looking around. They had lots of stink, sprinkles. They had lots of the, you know, the embossing stuff. I, I, I realised that I can actually use a lot of these collars even if I'm using ganache or buttercream, etc. So it's really lovely to be able to speak to people who've invested so much to bring their companies there so that when we walk around, we can get inspired. 
And this is not a gluten-free event. This is for me to get inspiration on cakes. And the one great thing about these shows is there will always be a theme and people can create a cake and then have it shown there and there's competition and then you know the star judges and all the people who attend can actually say what their favorite one is so it, it's a great event it really is and I'll talk about them in a little while but just walking around at one stall I tasted the most incredible maraschino cherries I think I've ever tasted and, and I didn't take a note of their name so I'll have to research that and find out I went to another store where they were selling lots of different types of peanuts. But hey, it's coming up to Christmas and having a few wasabi packets of peanuts is always good. And they were really clear. What was good was I said, oh, they're gluten-free. She said straight away, those four aren't everything else is. And it was great because out of 10 or 12 different types of peanuts, I, there were only four that I couldn't have. Um, so I got lots of these peanuts. That was great. There was a cheese stall, which was fantastic. So I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll order some of that close to Christmas and just get it sent to home. And uh, there was one there. Can you imagine this? It was blueberry and gin cheese. I just absolutely loved it. And and there was another one that had, it was like toffee and brandy. And oh, as soon as it went, as soon as I tasted it, I thought, I don't like brandy. But everything else just came through and it was incredible but more about cake because peanuts and cheese aren't really cake are they so I have to say the highlight <coughs> of this event was I went to this stall I found the donut stall and a donut guy came over to me because I just said oh are they gluten-free and he came over and proudly explained he says here you go gave me a leaflet he said look you can try them here so but here's a leaflet and then if you want you can buy a box and you get 25% off your first order because you've come here I went oh fabulous said I'll definitely get one later but you know when you want to look around the whole event first and then sit down and have something to eat so I knew I want a donut and he explained that it's done in a totally different factory on the donut stand the gluten-free ones were at the top which is big thumbs up, isn't it? They were also all wrapped in like plastic wrapping and sealed. So that was good as well. It was just great. And I had a choice of four different donuts. We don't have much choice when we go to standard places. And he explained, you know, this is how they are. If you go to any of the... um places got all different places i think there's one in Burham market but on, on the thing it says donut time so if you if you look at donuttime.co.uk i can say i had i had one from them and they have these cute names as well and i'm just gonna have a quick look on my phone because i took a a photo of it and if i don't look back to this i'll never remember what they were it was a david bacon that I had you could tell they were baked they're not fried they didn't try and lie they didn't try and say you know they're just like normal they are a baked donut but they weren't sweet and what I tend to find is it's the covering is always a cheap chocolate or icing sugar and chocolate flavor stuff 
But this just had, it was a deep, dark chocolate baked donut. And on the outside, there was lovely dark chocolate and sprinkles of, I believe, raspberries. I think it was raspberries on the top, but they had a, a, a white baked donut. They had another dark chocolate donut as well that, that had orange in it. And then there was a lemon one. And I think that's based on John Lennon, John Lemon. It was it was fantastic. And I ha I bought one there and I came home and I had a little bit and I have left it two days. And I've opened the packet again and it is still as lovely two days later because how many times have people said that oh these are fantastic yeah they may be when you buy them on site at the bakery but once you take them home or if they're sent out in the post within 24 hours things start to dry out and I think these are coated so much so much in beautiful chocolate so I have to say I am definitely definitely going to buy some uh, whether there was a, a an offer or not because Donuts are one of those things that sometimes you just want to indulge, you just want to have happiness. If you've got friends coming around, if you know somebody who's gluten free, they were great, absolutely great. And it, you can get next day delivery as well. So if you order them before a certain time, it's next day delivery. So I have to say an absolute big, big, big thumbs up for them. When you go onto the website, you've got to go right to the bottom. Okay, there's hundreds of, di not hundreds, but a lot of different choices. But we have about six choices. So I think that's pretty good. They're in London. They're, I believe that they're growing because they've got several different shops. But I'm going to check them out next time I go to Borough Market because I, I think they've got one in Borough Market and some, one somewhere else that I thought might be quite good for us. Was it near Soho? I'm not too sure. And I do meet up with a friend. So Lynn, next time we go there, we're, we are heading to this place because like me, my friend Lynn doesn't like lots of sugar. Neither of us, we like things sweetened, but we don't like that sugar hit. And I think that she might quite like these as well. We'll probably stay away from the, the white chocolate one. <laughs> but the dark chocolate was fantastic. But honestly, try them. They were great. Now, I also met a couple of amazing people there. <clears throat> and there were chefs on stage giving talks, giving demonstrations. It was great. And after an amazing chef who is on, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Bake off the professionals. Cherish Finden was there. She looked incredible. And I tell you something. What a lovely, lovely lady. She has high standards. She pushes herself. She pushes other people. She makes people better. But I tell you something. What a lovely, caring, genuine delightful lady she actually is an incredible chef she made a lemon posset and she also said about using yuzu as the posset and she made a shortbread now i haven't tried to convert her recipe yet by just using gluten-free flour i'm gonna give it a go uh, but again you know one of the tips i've always said she said exactly the same add salt add salt add salt when you're talking about things like shortbread you have to have salt in it so anyway that was fantastic and not only that afterwards I, I just asked and I said Cherish would you do an interview a quick interview and she's her words were of course and you know how she it 
I cannot believe when I look at what she presented, what 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 she presents her own products. Her standards are incredible. She put and it's something that she said when she was doing her demonstration. She pushes herself. She always wants to be better. And something else that she said as well, which I found really quite humbling. She said, you know, everybody fails. And she said, you just got to get back up. If you make something, it fails, you've just got to try again. It, you know, the next day, that's it, you start again. And she went, she did reinforce that a couple of times. And you know, to get to where she's got to, she pushed herself so much and, and has accepted that failure is actually part of greatness, isn't it? We have to bake a few cakes and then go wrong and end up in the bin to create a beautiful cake. And this is what she was saying. And, you know, very quickly, I would, I would have thought of using yuzu. But I thought, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try a lemon posset, but change it with the yuzu. And it just looks so simple, so beautiful. And the other thing that I loved about what she said, this is just so lovely, that when she'd made the lemon posset, she said she lives in Kent, so use Kent strawberries. She put elderflower cordial on, and it's the elderflower cordial that it's in a, it's in a bottle, in a glass bottle. You may have some at home. But she was very pro about using local ingredients, supporting our British, our English manufacturers, producers, getting local products. And I think she, she was so proud of living in Kent and what they have there. And, and to me, I just love that. And she talked about picking her own strawberries. And you just looked and thought, lemon posset with strawberries on top with some elderflower cordial and then she put she put a couple of little flowers on top and again it was pent microflowers but we can get them from our gardens sometimes can't we so you know i've i've got them that have been dehydrated as well just think about what we can use so it was fascinating so i have got a a little interview with her the mic didn't work as as well as i could but we're going to see what we can do getting it edited because the question I asked Cherish was what was her favorite cake or dessert and she told me what it was so I'm going to share that with you when it's all edited and when it's when it's ready and hopefully we can get the audio a bit better but we're right next to the mic the main stage as soon as we started doing a video there was loads of people around us as well but Cherish Finden I know she comes across as a tough cookie in terms of judging but she was lovely she is somebody who knows what she's had to do personally to get to where she is and she does have if you if you don't know she does have it's called shook and it's a patisserie that she has opened in central london it's in one of the big hotels so just have a look at cherish finden and you will be able to see that I've had a look online. I don't know what is gluten-free in there, but you know what? I'm just going there. I really am going there. I don't care. If you look, 
you will not believe there are little cakes that look like a slice of lemon, a little cake that looks like a little petal or something like that, teapot. It, it just looks incredible. Oh, and there's one that looks like a tiny tin that's been opened. Honestly, her imagination, skills and attention to detail they are just so intricate they're amazing so I loved meeting Cherish she was just lovely um as somebody who, who is gluten-free walking from stall to stall to stall I don't expect much gluten-free there because there were lots of small artisan producers who'd gone there now it was fine because like my friend Robert he eats gluten so that's fine he could choose anything he wanted but as we're walking around I did see one stall that had, it looked amazing. It was a, a tart. It looked like a chocolate tart and it had, it was gluten-free and it was raw. And I thought, oh, I'll have that. And then when I looked, it was right next to touching things that contained gluten. And I thought, oh, bless. So anyway, I didn't buy it. it, it it's one of those things, isn't it? People don't always get gluten-free and we see this all the time we see things that have been made gluten-free however they don't realize that they should really be wrapped or, or or just not touch something else some places were just lovely and said oh no we don't it's absolutely fine and then I did speak to somebody I thought oh I'll be okay with these macarons and I said oh sorry we can't guarantee it because of the kitchen I went okay never mind <laughs> but I did have <coughs> an amazing donut and it was really worth it Do you know what i did actually try a yuzu gin cocktail and i have to say i like yuzu i've never tried it before and it was incredible so i'm getting yuzu as well and i can't wait to start creating with that it was lovely and and i don't know how you explain it it's it's like it is a slightly different flavor to like a lemon curd is the easiest way to explain it's not sharp like lemon it's more like lemon curdy lime curdy type i i don't know pomelo curd it's something like that but it's lovely it's really good so i, I was it was lovely that i wasn't driving so i could have a cocktail however i came across a chocolate company there and every so often you come across someone that is well that they're just leagues apart from what you've tried elsewhere and this is a chocolate company and bearing in mind before the whole before the things changed our relationship and being able to just cross over that little channel and get into europe and before we had covid I would go to Belgium for lunch. So I would, my friend would set off from Sheffield. We'd drive over. He, he'd pick me up. We'd drive over um, to the channel. We'd turn left at France and go up the coast and have, have lunch, do a bit of shopping. I'd go and get Christmas presents from there. I'd go to my favourite places, which tended to be in Bruges. I will say there was one place in Bruges that I loved. Now, bearing in mind... I have tried most Belgium chocolates over there, and th th that's the small family companies as well. But these are incredible. It's just 
so good that this is a British company. And I do have to say, when I tasted them, I was bowled over. So Brighton Cacao Company were there. They had chocolates. They did say to me that in the box of chocolates that I picked, there was one I couldn't have because it was good. it's like, it's fine. Thank you so much. There was a cookies and creams in, in there, but there was a Sicilian orange. There was an olive oil. And any time that I, I, I'm trying different artisan producing, producing goods like this, it is just the taste sensation that you're you're dreaming of. So I tried a tiny, tiny bit of, I think it was a dark chocolate with was raspberry and violet or lavender or something like that. I can't remember, but it was just lovely. And what I tend to find with dark chocolate is it's so dark that it cracks. And I know that's what some people like, but I like really dark chocolate but to melt. Now, these chocolates, there's, there's normal ones, but I think it may be for Christmas, I don't know, but the, he's put the, the colouring on the on the shells, on the outside of the shells. And I have to say, those chocolates are so, 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 so different. It's just nothing like I have tasted before. So, yeah, and some of the ones that they do, like they do bars of chocolate, Oh, they do a white chocolate. They do a caramelized white chocolate, milk chocolate with orange and lime, and a dark chocolate, pink peppercorn and Himalayan salt. I didn't try that one, but I do have to say they were out of this world. And when we start to, something that I tend to do is I will look at something and I will think, right, okay, so here we've got white chocolate, caramelized. And this is what the, the guy who set up this company he is a pastry chef. He is a chocolatier. And he wanted to create different flavours and tastes. And that's what he is doing. And he is creating, inventing and making it. And when I had one, I thought, whoa, this is amazing. Gave it to my mom or gave one to my mom. And she said, that is incredible. And she loves dark chocolate absolutely loves dark chocolate but even she thought they were out of this world and when you look so maybe you're like me I'll go somewhere like that and I'll think right okay so if we're having dark chocolate pink peppercorn and Himalayan salt in a chocolate bar then how easy is that to put that into a cake and it is actually because you can have your dark chocolate ganache, you can have your dark chocolate sponge, you can put some pink peppercorn in there. I love pink peppercorn in it, whether it's in drinks, whether it's the pink peppercorn gin, I love that as well. Salt always goes well. If you want to put in a different layer, a different flavor, likewise, you could people do things like, you know, blondies or or like white cakes. What's to stop you putting some caramel in there and some white chocolate as well to, to wrap around that? So anything that you see in a chocolate bar or in a chocolate box, you can create your own cake, your own tarts. It, it is down to you. You can even put all of this into things like we're coming up to Christmas, aren't we? Start thinking about the type of trifles that you want. This is nothing to say that you can't layer these and make trifles take a little bit out 
if if you like things like a mascarpone filling that you have in tiramisu stick that in, in a layer if you love that that coffee soaked in use a form of cake and wrap that in put salt in put a pink peppercorn put whatever fruits you would like to just complement that as well and don't be afraid to try things so you know the way that you can try things at home and this is what i will often do i'll have a i'll make a cake and i'll think right okay i've got half it left left me to start to try an experiment so i might put a little bit of cream on i might put a little bit of caramel on i might put some salt on cherries apricots rhubarb and once you start to layer them you actually said you know what if i didn't know what that was they really go so how can i make them you might decide to do things like biscuits and just sandwich them together with something quite incredible dip them in a little bit of chocolate and put a little bit of peppercorn pink peppercorn on there and salt all of these things you can really start to experiment at home and this is what i this is why i love going to these places and just getting inspiration so i have found some donuts that i love they weren't sweet which is what i love don't get me wrong all of my cakes have got sugar in but I just don't want that to be the first flavour that I get. Um, and if I'm having chocolate things, I do tend to prefer the dark chocolate ones. And then finally, what a legend. What an absolute legend was there. Rosemary Schrager. <clears throat> this lady, I remember when I was young, when I was at school, loving seeing this lady who was her voice boomed around that stage across the audience across the whole hall she is just amazing and she she really really involved people there were children sat at the front who'd obviously come on a school trip and she had somebody out of the audience helping to cook and she was really engaging with them really what i would say when i was younger it was fine dining you know, grouse and things like that were what she would normally cook. But my word, can that lady cook? And again, you know, she was giving beautiful ideas and suggestions about how she, how she cooks, you know, how to be careful with the oil out of orange or kumquats, etc. And making the most delicious cake, dessert, you name it, drizzles on top, cream on top. Oh, wow. It was just lovely and brandy snaps as well. So she did an amazing demonstration, but something that I will not forget about Rosemary Schrager is her energy, her enthusiasm, and her natural ability to just captivate a whole audience. She commands you to listen she engages with you and everyone who was watching just had a huge smile it was it was lovely 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 to see her and i have to say it was lovely to get my picture taken with her later and so i had a great time i got so much inspiration a lot from this chocolate company actually thinking well I don't like sweet things, but do you know what? Rather than just chocolate cakes, I can have different layers 
of chocolate cake. I think I'm going to start introducing a truffle layer because do you know what? If you create that truffle layer, whether that's on a tart, like for a chocolate tart, whether it's in a chocolate cake, I think you can do all of this in that truffle layer, can't you? Which will be amazing. So just wait to see what's what's coming out soon. It's It always amazes me when I go out how so many companies do not cater for us when we're out. <clears throat> but I find it heartwarming how certain companies out there really, really, really doing everything possible to welcome us, support us, and make sure that we can have tasty treats when we're out and about. So as I said, you know, donut time, they've got some, they've got different <clears throat> places in London and they will put it. I'm sure that they said they'll have three different flavors in a day. Now it depends if you're going in last knockings, end of the day, there might be none left. But you know, go in at lunchtime or earlier in the day, and I'm sure they'll have them. Or you can order them online and get them there sent to you the following day. And that was so lovely that I could actually sit and eat. And because of how it was contained, they, as I said, there were other gluten-free things around, but they weren't wrapped. And, and I wasn't as confident in some of them. So that was beautiful. The one thing with Excel as well is when you go outside whichever hall you're in there's lots of different eateries uh, actually this is a funny story when we got there we had half an hour before it opened there was quite a long queue so we decided to just sit down and have a coffee and there were two different types of gluten-free cakes so I got one <laughs> and what did I say I said what's worse than no cake bad cake oh my word it's that vanilla sponge thing with jam and some form of buttercream in it. And all you can taste is sugar. There's no butter. There's no, Even the jam is just sugar with a little bit of strawberry extract in it. Oh, it's foul. So that ended up in the bin. But the coffee was okay. So lots of different eateries around. <laughs> so you could find something to eat if you're gluten-free. But in there, you know, I managed to get a donut. It was a big donut. So it, it was fine. I had taken a little cheese sandwich in my bag and my trusty ginger ginger nerns biscuits that come in little packets. I took two packets of those. And if I'd have really wanted to, I could have bought a truckle of cheese and I could have just sliced it and had it with some ginger biscuits, couldn't I? But I had a fab time. Yuzu gin cocktail, donut. What else do you need in a day? So this is Angela. And thank you so much for spending the last half an hour with me. I I really want to encourage you at times to, to go to some of the events because if we can understand and see some of these companies who are starting to do some of the gluten-free ranges and add into their normal range wouldn't bother to go and show at a free from show and a lot of the free from from shows we know the gluten-free people can eat gluten-free stuff but there are people going to a free from event who are dairy free but they can eat gluten so this is where it becomes you know difficult doesn't it but i do love going to these these events and i got total inspiration in terms of the cake so as i said at the beginning Several people will decide to 
exhibit one of their cakes. And these are regular people like you and me who create this in the kitchen. What I didn't realise is how many have been flown in from other parts of the world, from Europe. Honestly, the detail was incredible. And I do have a cake to make this week. The the lucky seven-year-old is having a Halloween party for her birthday. And she likes spiders, bats and vampires. So I wondered if I would get any inspiration by going to the Cake and Bake Show. And there were all of these Halloween themed cakes. There were there was one which was like a, a cake, a tallish cake with then with a witch's hat on top. And it was beautiful. It was in purple, black, a little bit green on it. It was so simple that it was amazing. And there were some there that looked like quite tall cakes with like a graveyard on top and lots of things down the sides. And then there was one and there was a little note apologising to the judges that it had to be flown in from, from Poland and unfortunately it had been damaged a little bit in transit. All you could hear were people saying, I can't see the damage. I've never seen a creation like that in my life it was unbelievable and I think so often we look at people look at the television programs and it's all about timing can you create something beautiful in four hours six hours ten hours two hours so it's all against the clock but some of these cakes, and I, I know myself, for some cakes, you have to start creating some of the things that go on them months ahead, weeks ahead, days ahead. And I, and I do know that I, a friend made me a beautiful cake for my 21st. And I knew that she had been creating. Back then, it was all about sugar paste flowers. And she'd been creating these sugar paste flowers for weeks to then put them all into this creation. And some of the things that I saw, you could not, I don't know how they get that detail, but if you ever get a chance to go to something like the Cake and Bake Show, please do for no other reason but to go and have a look at what cakes people are creating and it was, do you know what? There was another one there and it was a witch's broom and was it a witch's face or something at the side of it? And and the witch's broom was leaning against a fence and that witch's broom was so, so detailed. I loved it. There, you know, there were, there were ones with, with just an eye. <laughs> That have been plucked out. It, of course, it's not a real one, and stuck on the side of a cake. There was one where where somebody looked to have been like stabbed several times, and again the detail. It is Halloween. It is about horror. Simple cupcakes made cute, and simple cupcakes made to look like something out of a horror movie. I, I really do not even know how some people make them, but. 
they were beautiful every single one of them i take my hat off to anybody anybody who who puts their work up to be judged and every single cake there was incredible so if ever there's an event like this and you think you know should i shouldn't i i'm gluten-free go because you will get inspiration and and there will always be something that you didn't know about that we can have as being gluten-free and you will love and as i as i said you know i've got these i got these beautiful chocolates and they did say there's one that you can't have in there it depends what you're like but all the chocolates are contained i have not had any issues from them <laughs> can i just say that they were beautiful absolutely beautiful and i will be having these beautiful donuts again so i will be back with you soon who knows what i may be sharing with you next time but i really wanted to to just say i am so happy that things like the cake and bake show are happening again after our couple of years under covid with with things not happening it's great for smaller companies to get out there and also i think it's great for us well certainly for me to go and see are there gluten-free options out there that i can share and thankfully I've, I've been able to give you a couple of things there haven't i so donuts can be eaten in london and if you're outside of london you can order them i am not paid in any way shape or form for this i will only recommend things that i personally like and i went and bought this and i have no idea that i'm talking about this now <laughs> I'll let them know afterwards. But yeah, there's two companies and it was fabulous to meet Cherish, Finden and Rosemary Schrager. And thanks to everybody at that Cake and Bake show for bringing all of those amazing cake lovers, bakers and people who just wanted to go and browse. So thank you so much. And I can't wait for next year's because I'm sure there will be more next year. You take care and I will have another podcast for you very soon. You take care of yourself. Happy baking and happy gluten-free time. Bye.